Welcome to the Texas Values Report. This is Jonathan Sines, president of Texas Values. Great to be with you on another glorious week in the state of Texas. Hope you're doing well. And a lot going on in the state of Texas. You know, the state legislature is meeting. We're getting now into April, and things are moving back and forth between chambers. Bills are getting voted on. A lot's getting decided. Look, there are about seven weeks or so left in the legislative session. So a lot of information to cover, and we do have a lot to talk about. We're going to talk about issues of religious freedom, issues of life, bills that have been already passed, at least one chamber, the Senate, and some activity in the House as well, and a lot going on in the landscape of religious freedom and faith and family issues. If you're new to the show, you know that's what we talk about. We talk about faith, family, and freedom, particularly as it relates in the arenas of the courts, the legislature, and the media. We've been on the show, on the air, if you will, for over 200 episodes consecutively, continuously, if you will. So we're very excited to continue to let people know about that. And that speaks to the people continuing to support the work that we do at txvalues.org. We are a nonprofit organization. You can go there and make a donation today. But without further delay, we want to go right into our guests in this segment of the program. Today, our guest is Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton. He is not new to the show. He's been on the show a few times, and we really appreciate that. The information, the work that his team does is so valuable. Ken Paxton's the 51st Attorney General of the state of Texas. He was elected in November of 2014. He served in the House, and he served in the Senate. And his wife is currently serving in the Senate as well. They're having a lot of fun with that, I'm sure, this spring. And she's doing great work, and uh, no surprise there, and continues to be a leader. Their family has such an important role to play. General Paxson, thank you for being on the Texas Values Report today. Hey, Jonathan, thanks for uh, having me back. I appreciate it. Well, sir, you have got a lot of work that you're involved in in your staff. We, you and I crossed paths on the Senate floor the other day, as a matter of fact, but you're all over the state. You're, you do a lot of media work. You lead other states' attorneys generals on litigation, and a lot of issues are going on. Last week, a couple of weeks ago, some things were brewing in, in our state on the issue of religious freedom and on private businesses and Christian-owned businesses. As a matter of fact, Chick-fil-A found itself targeted by the city of San Antonio. Now, we've seen other local governments try to take action against Chick-fil-A, try to use their government power to punish this Christian-based and Christian-owned businesses, but I think it really caught people off guard a little bit when it happened in Texas. Now, if it was going to happen in Texas, I wasn't all that surprised that it happened in San Antonio with some of their city council's legacy and bad record on religious freedom, but it still was very concerning. Your office did not waste any time, if you will. You got right on this issue, and a lot of people are very concerned. I mean, we put out a press release immediately from Texas Values. to, And as a matter of fact, I was on a, about to get on a plane. I was on a plane. I was about to leave Austin to go into fly into Dallas, and I landed in love. And, of course, right in front of me is a Chick-fil-A, and I see this store, story breaking that the city of San Antonio has banned Chick-fil-A from having a store at the airport in San Antonio. Tell us a little bit about your take on this issue, but also about how your team got involved with a very important letter. Yeah, so we heard about it, uh, I think, through some just regular news media, and obviously we're, we're surprised and shocked that the city of San Antonio would vote, their city council would vote by a majority to exclude a business based on their religious beliefs. At least that's what it looks like. 
Now they've come back and they've said now that it's because they're closed on Sunday, but still that's partially based on their religious beliefs. So whatever the reason is, we, we decided to, to, to investigate this. We've encouraged the Department of Trans- Federal Department of Transportation, Elaine Chow, we sent her a letter. and We've asked her to investigate this because obviously government contracts um, are subject to constitutional provisions like you cannot discriminate based on somebody's religious views. And in this case, at, the, at least at this point, it, it appears that that may have happened. Yeah, it certainly appears that way. No question. I'm with you on that. And, you know, a lot of people didn't realize, I mean, it's kind of interesting, right? City of San Antonio, I mean, look, some of their folks were talking about this a lot when it first broke, really like they were proud. They really wanted to, you know, put themselves out there and, and be the heroes, if you will, for getting Chick-fil-A banned. And it was like, wait, not so fast, right? A lot of people don't realize, I mean, and it wasn't a surprise, but a lot of people don't think about that. Oh, I guess the city of San Antonio could do that. And then all of a sudden we realize, well, wait a minute. We're talking about an airport where the federal government has something to say about that. And in the letter that you sent to Elaine Chow, the secretary of the United States Department of Transportation, dated March 28th, you can go to our Facebook page and find this linked as well. But you start off section two about federal law and agency regulations prohibiting discrimination against religious beliefs. We see a lot of people in the LGBT communities, those that don't agree with us, uh, Christians on issues of marriage and sexuality, they like to talk a lot about how they feel they're discriminated against, but federal law is very clear when it comes to religious beliefs. And and the letter starts off, or at least on page two, the city's decision to specifically exclude Chick-fil-A from a government program based on the sincerely held beliefs of its leadership raises serious constitutional questions. As you are no doubt aware, the Supreme Court has affirmed the free exercise clause protects individuals and organizations, faith alike. Then you cite the Hobby Lobby decision. You also cite the Trinity Lutheran Supreme Court decision and the recent decision on the Masterpiece Cake Bake Cake Shop decision. And when you say, in addition, the Supreme Court has soundly rebuked state actors for actions based on animosity to religious belief, similar to those in question here. It sounds like there is some animosity towards Chick-fil-A on their religious beliefs on this issue. Well, it, it, it does because they specifically mentioned that their, their views on, on that particular issue and on marriage uh, at least one city councilman mentioned that, uh, and obviously, you know, they're 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 pitching that they are they're a city that, that that values tolerance, but apparently they value tolerance for only one their issues, what they think are the right the right views on on their issues. So, it is interesting that they 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 claim to be so tolerant, and yet they're very intolerant of somebody that has views that are more traditional or, or Christian in, in nature. Well, and, and I would even use the word hostile. We see that a lot in U.S. Supreme Court precedent and decisions about it being very clear that government cannot exercise hostility to religion. And it's interesting, too, because you see a group of people or whoever folks are on one side, if you will, really celebrating what the city of San Antonio is doing and really celebrating that Chick-fil-A is going to they're you know going to be. Uh, forced out of the market. And that's what some people want. They want people that are Christians to not have any ability to do business, to not uh, really succeed or, or to protect or defend their livelihood. But this is the government. They're not allowed to do these things. And so a lot of people have convinced themselves over time, I think, you know, that these are just kind of judgments that a government is allowed to make and they're not there's limitations and and they've be, you know really gotten ahead of themselves a lot to think oh well it's okay if 
we're targeting someone's religious belief if it's on the issue of marriage and sexuality, and it's not. The Supreme Court ruled on that recently in the Masterpiece Cake Shop case. And so it's unfortunate to see these things happening, but it's great that we have leadership like your team to step in and do something. Is there any expectation on timing on the federal government responding? So, you know, we never know. We, we've sent them a letter. We'll, 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 we may try to call them and follow up and just see see where they're at. But it is interesting. One of the, the, the excuses I said that they've recently given is that they're closed on Sunday with the idea being that their revenues would be less because they're closed one day. But if you look at the, the what Chick-fil-A does, they produce more revenue per restaurant than McDonald's, Starbucks, and Subway combined. So if it's about the revenue – uh, their numbers are not going to add up. So obviously, this is something more than revenue. This is about, um, you know, this is about a company's religious fees. Yeah, no, look, it's $10 billion, 2018, uh, according to my Google search, um, $10 billion in revenue of Chick-fil-A in 2018. And we've and not to drag into other things that we've heard, but I'll just allude to the fact that sometimes we hear people saying, oh, well, these are business decisions that we're uh, making. We're put, you know, we're putting the, the business interest above people's personal views on religion or politics. Not true here either. I mean, Chick-fil-A is one of the most profitable businesses, even the fact that they're closed on Sunday. And so I think the city of San Antonio is going to have a hard time getting around the fact that this is about what we all know it's about. It's about particular religious views that Chick-fil-A has or their owners have. But really, some of the story started because they gave money, not anything they did in their store or how they operated or even some press quote on their views. It was part in large part because they gave a donation to the Salvation Army. Wow. And Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And so I think they're going to continue to have a really hard time getting out from under uh, the the problem they created for themselves. I, I agree. I mean, it, it's uh, you have different city councilmen giving different reasons now that don't really match up to what's actually happened. And so I think you're right. I think I think everybody knows why they did it. They yep. they, they said it when they when they voted. They, they did it because they, they their views on on marriage and on their on their contributions to religious organizations that they disagreed with. And obviously, as you said already, government cannot discriminate based on your religious views, whatever they are. Well, and we're, I think that we'll continue to see some activity um, at the legislature and across the state and our country where people start to realize we've got to put limitations or stop these efforts by local government on trying to punish people because of their faith, even business owners, when it comes to religious views on issues of marriage and sexuality. Let's transition real quick on another issue that your office and team is involved in, and that's the issue of life. There's been an ongoing case regarding a lawsuit brought by Medicaid recipients that essentially what they're trying to use is the court system to force taxpayers to fund Planned Parenthood. Your office has stood against that. You've been involved in litigation. You filed a brief recently making it clear that there are limitations on these type of things and that your office stands in the position to not allow Planned Parenthood to be in a position to get funding. There's a uh, you've got a hearing coming up later in May, and we're you know look, it's because of your leadership that we're able to push back on these efforts by whether it's the abortion providers or individuals themselves trying to stop efforts that by agency rule or by uh, state law that have been voted on to protect the taxpayers on these issues. Well, look, the, the, 
the governor decided to defund Planned Parenthood because of some of their unethical practices as it relates to counseling women on abortions and, and some of the things that they've done with um, with um, the, 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 the fetal tissue. So the the fact that we lost in, in, in Austin federal court is not surprising. Uh, I think we've got a really good chance of winning at the Fifth Circuit because I think uh, the governor and the, the legislature, either one, have, have the right to decide how our money is going to be spent. Well, and look, there are a lot of people that even don't consider themselves pro-life that don't think it's right for tax dollars to be given to abortion entities. As a matter of fact, in the court case, your team presented um, unedited footage depicting employees of Planned Parenthood that were admitting that Planned Parenthood officials violated federal law and medical ethical standards by performing abortions to obtain fetal tissue for medical research by manipulating the abortion procedure to get more intact fetal cadavers. It's even hard to read that myself. And I was there in the courtroom when some of this was unfolding. And so I think we continue because of these bad actions, these unethical actions, these inhuman actions by Planned Parenthood. We continue to see more discussion, not only in our state, but across the country of people calling them into question and particularly being concerned that that, uh, this abortion provider would get tax dollars. No, I, absolutely. It's it's uh, it's really if you, if if people knew the facts about how how Planned Parenthood has been counseling women and how it's been doing unethical practices as it relates to harvesting fetal tissue, I, I think most people would be stunned and certainly wouldn't want their their money, their taxpayer dollars, going to fund an organization that should be funded privately. Well, we know the legislature's acted on some of these things. The the Senate has passed Senate Bill 22 by Donna Campbell, uh, one of your former colleagues on the in the Senate, that relates to the issue here in Austin, where the city of Austin was giving Planned Parenthood a sweetheart deal, one dollar of rent a year for 20 years for them to be able to rent a government facility, really in a in, in one way or another, uh, having tax resources or government resources to support an abortion provider. I think that issue is getting a lot of attention, a lot of support in the Senate, bipartisan support. And I expect some of those things to move forward in the House as well. I know there's already been a bill that's uh, been moving forward on that issue and from as Candy Noble is supporting that from the Collin County area where I know uh, you have often made your home. And so a lot of good activity, but a lot of it is related to your leadership. Now, I know you've got another meeting to head to, but um, I know on the personal side, if you will, the Lady Baylor Bears are headed yep. to the Final Four. And uh, I, I know as an alumni, yourself and this this radio station broadcasts the Bears. I'm sure you've got some good things to say about uh, Coach Kim and that team. Oh, she obviously just got picked as coach eight, coach of the year uh, for for uh, women's basketball, and she's done an amazing job. Uh, they have an amazing team. I've seen them play in person. Uh, it's one of the best uh, women's basketball teams I've ever seen. So I'm, I'm really excited to watch watch the games coming up, and hopefully uh, we'll, we'll we'll win another national championship available. Well, General Paxson, we thank you for your leadership on these important legal and policy issues. And seeing things like the issue of Chick-fil-A in the city of San Antonio and recognizing the connection to law and the ability of your office to stand in and do something procedurally, but also to be a strong voice that people can rally around. And that's often what people are looking for is someone to be a leader. And the expectation is when people are in these positions that they're able to be a voice so people don't feel like the city of San Antonio speaks for the entire state. 
on these important religious liberty issues. And so we thank you for being a guest today, and I look forward to crossing paths with you over at the Capitol again soon here in Texas. Hey, Johnson. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate you covering these really important issues. Well, that's awesome. Well, great to have General Paxson on. A lot going on in his office, his team, running in many different directions because they care. Uh, His family is serving tremendously. Obviously, his wife is now serving in the Senate, and so I'm sure they're enjoying getting to see each other from time to time in some of their work settings, but it just continues to show how important public service is to both of them, and I'm sure that runs through their family as well. And we're happy to have that because, look, there are a lot of stuff going on. I mentioned a couple things over the legislature. One thing that, that I didn't talk about is a religious freedom bill that has passed the Senate. Senate Bill 17 is now headed over to the Texas House. This bill makes it clear that religious liberty protection is does exist, is available, and is it as a defense if you are required to hold a license to do work in Texas, if you're required to have a certificate, if you're required to have any authorization through a state agency to do the work that you do in the state of Texas, you should not be punished based on your religious beliefs. Now, there are some people that want to do exactly that. They want people to, they want to use the government, excuse me, to punish people that um, have certain religious beliefs and, and oftentimes would have nothing to do with what they're doing in their work. This is about, for many people, what they do outside of work. The, the bill, Senate Bill 17, actually has a section where that religious liberty protection exist based on your membership in a religious organization. You've probably heard me talk about it before. We have a federal judge that's been nominated to the bench that's been scrutinized and suggested that he's not qualified to be a judge because he's a member in the Knights of Columbus, which is a Catholic men's service organization. They've got over 2 million members. They've been, I think, done work in 16 countries over 75 million hours of service. But because this group, this religious organization, believes that marriage is between a man and a woman, that alone has been used to suggest that this judge is not qualified to be a judge, this this lawyer. And so Senate Bill 17, and look, we've seen other issues come up. We've seen other lawyers deal with this. The ABA has a proposed rule that they want to enforce that would not relate to just how you do business, but your membership and other entities based on our analysis, um, as well as we've seen people in the counseling context and many others. I mean, there are, I don't know, over 100 people, 100 different fields where you have to get a license certificate or authorization from the state. That's how licensing is defined in, in the occupations code, not just with the word license, but certificate, authorization. That can include teachers. We know there have been situations where teachers have been pressured or been targeted because of their religious beliefs on a variety of things. Um, and, and, and I know you, know you hear us talk about it. People think, um, oh, well, so does this bill apply to Muslims and to Jews and, and Jewish folks and, and Buddhists? And yes, religious freedom applies to all those people. This is not just a law that's about Christians. But a lot of the incidents that we've ha- heard happen have related to people that are of Christian faith. And so, uh, so we've seen more and more attacks on people's religious faith. And some people that don't want people to make a living, they want to impact their ability to work. because they. And the way that that happens is by the government punishing them, withholding a license, 
or somehow having some control over that. We want to make sure. And look, this is not anything new. I mean, there's court precedent on this. But sometimes if it's not stated specifically in law, people will create doubt and suggest that there's some gray area. And we see it all the time. I mean, this is what the city of San Antonio is doing to some extent. They're aware, I'm sure, that the First Amendment of the Constitution protects religious freedom from the government. But they think it's okay to target Chick-fil-A for their religious beliefs because it relates to some issue that they think somehow is not covered under religious freedom, your views on marriage and sexuality. And so this law is not just about that, but it certainly includes that because a lot of people are trying to cast doubt on whether or not you as an individual, a business owner, if you are involved in some field that maybe you're not ethical because you have some views on religion and the work industry that you're involved in and that relates to a state license wants to try to adopt rules or tries to enforce some type of policy on these issues that would make it hard for you to continue to have your certificate or license and work in the state of Texas. Senate Bill 17 passed the Texas Senate bipartisan, too. If you have not seen the video of Senator Eddie Lucio, a Democrat from South Texas, talk about his reasons for Senate Bill 17, you got to see it. And I don't want you just to watch it, okay? I want you to share it, all right? I want you to share this video right now. We're streaming live. This this um, will be recorded and sent out later as well and be live on the radio, if you will. But right now on Facebook, we're live. Share this video if you're watching, okay? Put a comment. Tell us where you're from, all right? What part of the state you're checking in. I don't know if you know this, but we have people in all 254 counties that support Texas Value. So we know you're out there. So share this. But if you haven't seen the video, of Senator Eddie Lucio talking about his support for the Religious Freedom Bill, Senate Bill 17. Go check that out. It's fantastic. He spends, I don't know, four or five minutes, if not more, going on. And then he quotes Cardinal DiNardo, the Catholic cardinal from the area of Houston, but he's involved in some leadership positions for the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops. He's, He's got a kind of pretty significant, powerful presence. His name people he's connected with. And so he quotes Cardinal DiNardo in talking about um, the importance of religious freedom, attacks on our faith. And, you know, Senator Lucio has talked about his support for marriage and religious liberty issues in the past. And so it's not a surprise, if you will, that he'd be supporting the bill. We're thankful for that. His comments and his speeches, it's not a surprise um, it, it's encouraging, but we know that, you know, he doesn't speak on every issue. And we know that oftentimes the media portrayal is this is just a Republican issue or these are just more Republican issues. And so it's great to see him there, but it's great to see him in his own words talk about the importance. Because a lot of times you hear him talking about th- things that happened to him when he was younger and being Hispanic and dealing with issues of discrimination. In talking, and for him to talk about his concern for discrimination against people of religious faith, and he's a Catholic gentleman, and so a lot of that is his own experience and his own Christian faith, but it's very powerful uh, because he has a lot of credibility. He's been in the Senate a long time. He's very thoughtful and considerate and compassionate about how he communicates. So go to our Facebook page. If you haven't seen his video, watch it, share it, let other people know about it. 
because I think it's important for people to realize that there are a diversity of views and, and voices, if you will, that are with us on religious liberty. And so that's encouraging, but he can say it better than I can and come from a different place and impact a different group of people or, or a larger group of people, if you will. So we encourage you to share that because I think a lot of people realize that. I don't think the media is talking a lot about that. And there's not a whole lot of talk about uh, the support for this bill. A lot of it is really just focused on um, uh, progressive liberal LGBT groups when there's religious liberty. It applies to a lot of issues. I mean, it's it's not targeted on LGBT issues, even though that's where a lot of the opposition is coming from. But you have to wonder, wow, I mean, it's just are progressive liberal LGBT groups. They are. I mean, they don't like religious freedom. I mean, they have sent a letter out and, and some of their friends have been a part of a letter where there are. I don't know, 10 or 12, if not more, bills that relate to religious freedom that have been filed in the state legislature. They're against all of them. <laughs> so, I mean, you, you have to wonder at some point and, and, and ask yourself about that, that they're spending so much time focused on that. And they even describe the Senate Bill 17 as their number one threat to, to their views. And, and so, um, but here's what's also interesting. They tried to get other folks involved with them and it's really not the same as it was before. Some of, their, um, some of the people that they have grouped together in opposition. So it, it, it appears like it's become a little fractured. Some people have peeled off. And it appears, you know, it depends on what day it is that they're going to make certain arguments. But the Texas Professional Protection Act, as it's being called, Senate Bill 17, is really about having a targeted approach to clarify and ensure in state law that the government cannot punish you if you have to have a license or certificate or some type of authorization to do work in Texas. You can't be punished by the government for your religious beliefs on these type of issues. And if someone does try to, you at least have a defense. We have reached that place where we need the law to be that clear on these type of issues. And we had a number of people that this would impact testify at the Senate hearing, you're going to see and hear more about that in the House where the bill's going over to on the House side. Go to txvaluesaction.org so you can find out how you can take action on social media and just tweet that, thank you, Senate Bill 17, getting passed. We're, we're supportive of Senate Bill 17. You can tweet to Charles Perry, the author of the bill. He's at elect Charles. I forget if that's his full Twitter handle. But go to our Texas Values or Texas Values Action Twitter page. You'll see all that information And a lot of things happening next week on these issues. The legislature's in full swing. We're two blocks from the Capitol if you need our help. And you can support us at txvalues.org. Talk to you next week on the Texas Values Report.